Hey guys, welcome to episode 63 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Com number five, and my fellow host is heading into a Titanic brawl with Garrett, Oob's brother, Big Tuck. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, hello. So uh, I do have one here. All right, here we go. Uh, hello, brawlers and brawlettes? Question mark? Bra brawlettes? Brawlettes, but not like a brazier, like the punching and whatnot. Uh, oh. No, it's uh, we're doing we're doing the late show. It's ten twenty. Um, I would I'm covered in beer from brewing this afternoon <laughs> with the new system and uh yeah but it's all good it's it's the perfect weather outside right now here in Kansas City so that's exciting nice. uh, could you could you say we're doing the lake show the late show with Dak Faden oh I like that a lot ouch big fan of that I know he's wait a minute hold on I feel like we're not. I feel like we're not alone here, but I'm not ready. And the funny I, thing, I'm not this ready, isn't even I'm a sweet to, bit. I'm not ready to commit to that bit yet. So, Mr. Combo, <laughs> how are you doing, sir? I, I'm doing all right. Um, you know, work uh, sucks. Uh, a bunch yeah. of my coworkers uh, suck. Uh, we're not right. going to get into it further in case this ever ends up in the hands of the CIA. Um, <laughs> well, but... after 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 my plant, just in case the plan comes through, and I'm, yeah. in <laughs> I'm in some I'm in some. But net, but Netflix, get at me. I'm going to have a great documentary for yeah. you. Um, oh God, that's dark. So, um, it, it, is, it, it is pretty good. I finally got my three um, collector's editions into car rising boxes. Sure. Um, just waiting for a night to get drunk enough to open them by myself since we're never going to draft them. So, probably probably uh, true. Th th yep, yep, that'll be fun. Um, but other than that, th I mean, the weather is a little confusing in town because it was like really cool and I was like, yes, it's fall. I'm, I'm wearing sweaters. Yeah, right. I'm loving it. Uh, mm -hmm. Then it got real hot like yesterday or the day before and now it's back to being real cool. So I, I guess it's just the Midwest. Every, just... I can't. Everyone's going to get sick. Um, and before I forget, I got a little something here for you. A little... <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but no, uh, other than that, uh, I'm excited for another fun-filled weekend. Excited sure. to uh, play some magic on um, Sunday and nice. uh, watch some Chiefs. Uh, we got Le'Veon Ball, uh, Bell, uh, signed today. Yep. I've heard, I've heard I, I did hear about this sports ball adventure earlier, so... Um, I don't know who this person is, but I've heard he's quite good. Question mark. Uh, he he was an All Pro running back like two three years ago. Sat out a year because he wanted a bigger contract. He got it last <laughs> year, and uh, he just wasn't at, at a good team or a sure. good system. I believe you could call um, him the so, Bell of the Ball. Who is this? Who's, identify yourself, caller. <laughs> well, this no, we're not line. there yet because we have a guest on today. Oh right, uh, have to welcome the Commander Smith's own Lowry uh, joining us on Bruise and Builds. Hey, buddy, how are you? Hi, uh, good. And if the CIA is listening, I'm not with these guys. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, it's a kind of a yes, shame. Yes, he is. He is the leader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and you guys can't see this. He's wearing a very, like, cult leader in the mountain sort yeah. of uh, party party, if you will. Um, now, Lowry, I will say this. It's very nice to see your face. We finally, yes. we finally had the technology. Mm -hmm. um, but I am sad that you're not here to enjoy this delicious i7 uh ipa from our old pals at rock creek that they provided for this so go to hell you, you would have really you would have re really enjoyed it someday someday mm. i mean you you keep saying they provided us do they actually just give you guys free beer yes yeah this is from them 
It's delicious. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. It's got the it's got the label on yeah. it just for us. You need to expand your palate a little bit, combo, and also get free yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it only exists of Coke Zero and uh, or Sailor Jerry's. It's only Sailor Jerry's and it's always diet root beer. Get it right. Do you remember the phase back when you did drink a little beer and the only beer you would buy is Bud Select? Yep. That lasted for like two years. Did you also, weren't you on like a Tank 7 rampage for like 19 months? Was that a thing? That was last year. I still enjoy Tank 7. Right. But, anyways, it's a shame that we can't enjoy this one with you, sir. Agreed. Bits well, uh, so, uh, you know, of course, everyone's curious. We've joked about it in the precast. How's the toe? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's better. It's better, and that's okay. Nice. That's all you want. It's just to do <laughs> that. we can ask for. <laughs> um, it's it's so it's been uh, you know, I, I was able to kind of catch up on some podcasts with you guys here because uh, I actually got to drive to go see a customer lucky. crazy I know what? Uh, yeah uh, so I got to spend well we, we're all saying lucky I was in the car for six hours I, was <laughs> like, I got to drive through um, the Midwest for six hours you're lucky yeah. you, get, you get to go to work oh I'm lucky I get to work. <laughs> uh, but I've been curious uh, I think the last I heard Adam was pretty close on being done with the house is that correct the house is basically finished um you know and they're out of the trailer yes they are out of the trailer inspections (laughs) have been passed they're just doing like finishing touches on the house um and that's where like gout kind of comes into play because he got gout (laughs) and was trying to finish the house then he dislocated his shoulder in volleyball so he couldn't like finish painting and then i got stung by a bee and then gout came on right when I was. <laughs> Wait, so you, you, you guys have both have had gout. Yes, and we didn't. I, you know, I was making the joke like I'm contracting gout from you through the podcast. And then seriously, like four days later, I was like, "What the heck is what going the- on?" <laughs> and it just my toe expanded to where I couldn't put a sandal on, and uh, mine was much worse than his. So yes, apparently it's in the family. And uh, no, so uh, apparently Minnesota ignored COVID and they just got gout. That's We're just going to see it on the news. Everyone's quarantining because of gout oh, or no, everyone has to wear socks. I, I think it's an either or because we definitely have COVID. But if you're not dealing with COVID, I think you get gout. So I think oh, yes. okay. it's one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, well that that's cool. I you know I can't wait to see some pictures of it. Uh, I've been hearing about this house for a hot minute. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought you meant yeah. pictures, pictures of the gout, and I was like, this is strange. <laughs> No, no, we all have a mutual uh, Discord uh, person in Unco AJ oh, yeah. that will definitely put out the fire memes of the gal. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, and so the other last thing I had heard is that he was trying to do some rigmarole sell trade thing with his trailer. How he got a trailer from maybe in-laws or something and that he was trying to sell the other one to someone on Facebook Marketplace or something like that. I don't know much about that. I think I think uh, yeah, what I, happened was they spent the winter in a trailer, a fifth wheel that, and then they winterized it. And uh, by spring, they were like, "I don't ever want to be in here again." <laughs> and they they found somebody to buy it, and then um, one of the parents handed over one to them because they do like camping and and going oh, okay. out. they were just like 
done with that thing don't want it that's kind of what happened so i uh, gotcha i okay. felt you know he has two kids they're at the time they were like under five five and three like four and three Mm-mm. no uh, thank you and then the wife and uh that was i mean it hit negative 20 negative 30 here last winter a couple times and they're like hopefully we live and <laughs> you're just like jesus That's i, I feel nice. like adam almost lived a real life of the shining it's just like he's slowly going crazy his family's running through a maze he's out there he freezes to death uh-huh. End of story. <laughs> by going to a maze, by running through a maze, you mean trying to go to 7-Eleven to scavenge food? <laughs> we don't have 7-Elevens in Minnesota. What? Oh, yeah. what well, I mean, come on, Tug. We have like two in Kansas City. We can't even say that yeah. we have. And them. even still, everybody goes to Quick Trip. We don't. Is that go a Chicago? Yes. Quick Quick trip. Oh, Quick you're trip. right. That is a. Here we are, Hollywood. <laughs> there you go. I would drink too. I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> Tuck, go ahead, do your bit. No, that's it. Oh, oh! You don't want to do one to bring bring Squee in? We're, oh, we're, we're uh, oh, we're, oh, we're way past that. Hi, how are you? I wish I could see you behind my shoulder, but here you are. Well, we've, been ha- we've, been ha- we've been hacked. The Russians. Yeah, it's the election. It. Yeah, we're back to the internet. We've been hacked. Who is this? It's Squee. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> for, the, for those who couldn't see, Mr. Combo just gave me a very a very efficient. <laughs> I went through and uh, I, I recently repainted the whole studio this week, which is uh, nice. It's very nice red. It's warm and and happy looking. Oh, uh, I thought so, it was pink at first. Uh, well, there's a pink hue light going on back there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's a confusing color scheme that we got going on, but yeah, studio now all red uh i'm also currently building out a spot where i can start reading out my dear squee articles on video for y'all uh so we got that Uh, i borrowed mr combo's badass camera and it is badass yeah Uh, how's that working out uh pretty well actually uh just figured out how today to get my phone to remote control for it so now i can video myself and see what i look like without having to move which is nice so we'll get some card openings for you we'll get some videos for you uh i may do uh just throwing this out of here just came into the old dome uh the beat on the street why don't i actually go and make videos on the street that seems pretty um (laughs) you you come up to someone with a microphone and you're like excuse me sir get away from me sir how do you feel about the banning of omnes and standard (laughs) it's like some seven-year-old girl at quick trip and she's like i need an adult Hey, you promised, me, you promised me ice cream, Squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to my van real quick. Sorry. Oh, God. Oh, yep. uh, well, if you guys want to know more ways to support buying ice cream for small children, hit <laughs> the rest of the CMT Tower team and all the content we put out. Head well, the CIA is definitely watching now. I am not with these guys. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. All, I'm lost. All the FBI, all, all the FBI agents usually listen to this. Like, these guys have lost it. <laughs> You guys should head over to level1gameshop.com. They do sell all the tabletop accessories you need, board games, sealed magic products, and they do even have a TCG player store where they sell all the singles. Um, And also, uh, I was talking with them to where they're going to start giving us a heads up of when they start putting together those putting together those pre-release bundle kits that they did. Unfortunately, we got word of it too late to where we couldn't notify you guys because we do record in advance, but they did promise for Commander Legends and the future sets. They'll let us know a few weeks in advance so we can add it into the content, so that way you guys can support them if you want. 
But if you would like to put some dollars in our pocket so Squee can afford the ice cream for the little children in real life, uh, you should have it to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have many different pledge levels, and it just varies from uh, being able to see those fire memes from Uncle AJ to even getting your own CMD Tower playmat, sleeves, squeeze coin, Big Tuck Monarch token, and even the Mr. Combo number five reminder token. Um, if you can't commit to us from a monthly financial standpoint, but would you, you'd still like to pick up some of that swag, just head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell all of our stuff on there. Uh, and we're even um, coming out with a holiday sweater that will be for sale on there as well. Uh, it's going to be quite soft and quite hashtag filled. Leave it at that. It, it, it also could be <laughs> potentially hashtag sweaty if you wear it in the wrong weather. I like that. <laughs> or, or if you're being Mr. Combo, just hashtag sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag sweaty if it's eight like degrees could, outside could, and he's wearing two flip flops. We're, we're, we're going to have to go visit the Commander Smiths in that negative 20 weather just to be able to wear the sweater outside and not sweat. <laughs> <Don't> do it. <laughs> and of course, we do want to give a big shout out to the music provided in the beginning and the end by Pink Royal. And hey, stay tuned till the end so you guys can get details on how you can win that EDH Zendikar Rising deck bundle from Level 1 Game Shop. So Bruce and Bills is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how these decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's grains. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color of the taste and, most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Deck always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp in your bigger threats. And just like a growing profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. Then the next is going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? That's hops. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors that grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our help choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then the next is going to be, how does a deck actually close out and win games? We call that yeast. And yeast are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and then poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then finally, we have shenanigans. This could be pet cards, synergies that are in the deck that are just kind of fun. I am disappointed because this deck doesn't have the spice package a la mode. Alter the brood. Uh, not every beer has them, and most decks don't need them. Uh, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or the addition of hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, is where we generally talk about it. I'd also like to add Mr. Combo. Uh, Alter the Brood, if you listen to the news on Tuesday, is no longer a spice card. It's actually a yeast. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And the deck doesn't even have it there, son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and then to cap it off, we do have redundancy, which is a bottle capping. These are going to be Big Tucks, Lowry's, and I's cuts and recommendations to the deck that are going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal no-budget recommendation because ball has got a ball. Only restriction is no main only lands. So, without further ado, let's get brewing. Today, we invited the Commander Smith Lowry to help us with our weird mechanic month, which is the month of October, uh, mostly because Mr. Combo sucks and isn't creative or has already talked about his creative decks. So today, <laughs> yep. he's actually bringing to us one of the jumpstart ones, which is pretty cool, Nyeth the Bully with Nyeth of the Dire Hunt. Um, Lowry, how in the hell did you decide to make 
this card into an EDH deck? And what is the weird mechanic that this is kind of built around? So Naith is a creature that relies upon fighting and uh, avoid any of the fight club puns that you can, because that is super played out, <laughs> by the way. Uh, so, but what... <laughs> What Naith does is it's two colorless, two green, it's a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever one or more creatures you control fights or becomes blocked, draw a card. And then at the beginning of combat on your turn, you can pay uh, two colorless and a gruel. Uh, if you, and you get to double target creature's power until end of turn. That creature must be blocked uh, this combat if able. So it's kind of got a lot going on there. Um, I liked the idea of fight... And I think I really liked the ability of doubling the power more. It was it was like a different type of uh, why am I brain farting? Uh, the the god, the green red god. Oh, Xenagos. Yeah, Xenagos. That's in here as well. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like a cool different way you can put in the fight mechanic. And I, I just the first time I built it, I, I featured this on our podcast uh, for the Commander Smiths. And I got to play it a couple times, and it was awful. It was so bad. <laughs> I didn't get to do, yeah, I didn't get to do what I wanted. And this is a different deck, essentially. I think I probably switched out about half the deck. Um, what I was doing before was really focusing on the spell aspect. And at, at the end of it, what I, what I kind of learned, and, that, and that's, you know... Part of brewing is learning off of why a deck doesn't work or why it does. And at the end of it, like all a fight spell is doing is cantripping, and you'll eventually just actually really slowly move, like lose out of cards. I wasn't playing a lot of creatures, wasn't able, able to defend myself, and um, mm -hmm. really it just ended up kind of going like Naith, cool creature fight once or twice and I'm down to 10 and try and like increase the power and there wasn't enough protection on like it has to do a lot of things and because it only does it increases power right not mm -hmm. toughness and yeah. if you're sending your your beefy guy with trample to try and get through they just double triple block and then you're just down to Nath again and yeah. when you lose out on those resources the, the deck just didn't function. And so, you know, learning in that process, I was actually going to kill it until you sent that email. And I was like, okay, I got to make this work, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I worked pretty hard on it. So I hope you guys like it. Um, and it has done a lot better. Um, and so okay. the, the thing that I learned was making sure that I had the good fight creatures. A problem is, is fight on a creature tends to be a little overcosted. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to avoid in the first version. But here you're just uh, in this deck. I'm like, okay, I just need to lean into that a little bit more, make sure that I ramp better and, and make sure that I get to those good yeast cards that, that really make the fight deck, what the fight deck is. And then you're able to use those spells as a supplement to get to where you're going. And sure. so that's, and, and being able to draw those cards, the cantripping from fight spells is really nice. And making and at the end, when you're doubling the power on a creature, that's that's how you close out the game. Not necessarily like I want to do that right away. That's more of an end game thing. So it's it's sure. kind of 
Yeah, it, this deck, I had to learn how to play it. You could say it we're in the end game now. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it definitely was a learning process. And I I really like playing it a lot more now than I did uh, like two months ago back in August. So I'll say this, um, mainly because I applaud you for trying to build a very niche mechanic. We actually talked a little bit about this in our Facebook uh, manager group for our playgroup locally. I think it was like yesterday or maybe it was today. We were talking about the Commander 19 decks and being a little little pigeonholed. Uh, you know, specifically like I built the flashback deck. You know, hey, I'm yeah. going to take this deck and I'm going to make it into something that's halfway decent. And it's just you realize there just aren't that many good flashback cards. Just yeah. like with the fight mechanic, there might be some decent fight mechanics, but you hit the nail on the head where they're a little overcosted to be able to just constantly activate it. So it does become a cantrip.deck. But I I think you're on to something with this. I think I have some interesting things in the bottle capping that you'll like. I actually spent about an hour, though, today trying to figure out an infinite combo that you could do to where you you would have not not to spoil anything, but like, you know, where you have the artifact or the enchantment type thing to where whenever you take damage, it gets dealt to that creature, but then I want that creature to deal it to an opponent, but then I wanted some effect whenever an opponent does it. You ever Everyone takes damage, and then it just becomes this infinite loop, and you just end up winning. Uh, I couldn't find it. I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. Uh, <laughs> Big Tuck, what are your thoughts? I'm well, just ashamed. Um, a couple things. Uh, first, I would say uh, this deck uh, met me at a very strange time in my life. <laughs> Booyah! I don't know. It's, what? It's a, fight, it. it's, it's a fight club co- quote. Read a book, people. Oh. <laughs> um, so I uh, couldn't help myself there. Uh, so my my big thing reading through this, so uh, to, to take a page from Chuck the Slice's rating system, which I'm a huge fan of. I do so, like the rating system. So uh, I would say that, Lowry, you're a three out of three guest. In, <laughs> in my book, this is a four out of three deck. Ooh. I look this. I'm really hot on it. Um, it's just goofy enough to make sense, but I think you also have enough things in here that are interesting. Um, you know, cards that you cards that there. I, I feel like there's a lot of cards in this deck where you're like, "Wow, oh, man, I've always wanted to play that card. It's so cool, yes. but like, I can't find the right slot for it." Um, and and I, I think that's cool. But to to kind of move on. Uh, I'm gonna look at your mana base here, and uh, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about two things and knock these out real quick. So first off, your price point <laughs> on this deck is six hundred and thirty dollars to eight hundred and seventy on TCG Player. Mm-hmm. I'd wager to guess about four hundred of that is in your lands, and with that, your color curve is all over the place. <laughs> so especially in yeah, two so- co- especially in two colors. Yeah, so Lowry, could you explain to our audience why your deck, the mana you need, it's about 60-40 green to red, but the mana you have access to is about (laughs) 80-20 green to red. Yes, so what (laughs) I was finding was I have enough, it's, it is heavy in the green, I have a couple, multiple creatures that cost three pips, three green pips. Mm And I have enough um, land that will give me red and green in there that basically, if, as long as I've fetched for one mountain of some sort, um, I'm going to be fine. 
And oh, so wow. okay. I I was I was running into the problem where I was drawing too many mountains. And I was just like, mm. I'm not hitting those three green pips uh, where I want to be. Even at like, they're the six mana cards and you're just like, I'm not getting right. there. And it was very strange for me. Um, and so it's just kind of like, it's more of just, just be conscious, go and get a mountain sometime in the early game. If, um, cause you need, there are definitely cards in here where you need two red. And so it's just worked so much smoother. The bigger cards are all green. And so most of it has just kind of worked out early game. It's green and red is more of like a mid mid game color. And so generally by that mid game, I'm going to be good with the red and I don't have to worry about it. Okay, Okay. fair enough. Um, And then the last thing we'll hit on is your CMC is three, three, four. I think that's fine. Yeah, I, I, I think that's perfectly curved. Um, honestly, when I would think a fight deck, my first thought would be like, oh, this deck's going to be over four CMC because you won a lot of the bigger stuff. So I'll say you definitely did well on trying to balance that out. And I will say I will be increasing your CMC in my <laughs> bottle cabinet. <laughs> Hello, seven drops. Yes. Um, so uh, without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Lowry, why don't you kick it off? We'll start with the rampant grain bill. What's the first ramp card you think is key in a Nyeth deck? So... I don't know if this is key, but the interesting one, and it's the first time I've ever played with it, is Frontier Siege for the grains. And just yeah. having, having yeah, I I know, right? I see your face talk. <laughs> and for some reason, it works. It Okay. It, because there's enough of the activated abilities with Naeth going on. I can dump some of the mana into the golem or uh, Omnath kind of just catches that green. I just, I I was very surprised. I actually just added it in last week and I was like, why is this working? (laughs) And it, it probably can just be replaced with some better, like just the uh, explosive vegetations type card. Um, But I, I'm really happy that I've, Again, it's kind of like one of those cards that I just want to try. And I would like a little bit more flexibility, like having... Because so what Frontier Siege does is when it comes into play, you you choose either it it creates two green mana on your first main phase and your second main phase, or whenever a flyer comes into play, it fights. And the fighting aspect just doesn't come into play here. I think I have like two flyers. <laughs> and so you're, you're never going yes. to say that. So this is just a ramp card in here. And um, the big thing that I was finding is that, that it was allowing me to use Naeth's triggered ability of paying three to double the power and still being able to play like a creature or some type of removal in the second main phase. And so... It was allowing me to get to the activated ability a turn or two earlier. And I was just kind of hmm. surprised by it. Um, and I I don't have a lot of experience with it. It hasn't shown up in a game yet. It's just when I was gold fishing it, I just kind of was like, you know, I even threw it out on Twitter and it um, had a couple of big names. Uh, Benny from Star City chimed in on it and he said, play something like the four mana s- sorceries. Right. Um, but a lot of people were saying, hey, this is kind of a fun card and it, it's 
pretty underrated. So I think I'm glad that I found it. I'm glad that I'm trying it. And I think it's a fun card, right? Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this that I won't be saying <laughs> later, so I will pass for our... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so uh, I'll say this. Uh, I, I honestly glanced over the card. I actually think the card I picked for my no-budget recommendations probably just better than this. Yeah. But um, I actually think there's some cool stuff, because we always talk about modality on yeah. this cast, and even though you only have two flyers, if you ever add a card, say like a Chroma's Memorial, you can plop that, and then Dragons becomes real good. I like that. Uh, that, that becomes real spicy. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I, I do think basically if you get this down, Nyet's ability just costs a colorless yeah. in your first main phase and second phase phase. That's really good. That's hard to pass up because you have things that can deal with how big a creature's power is just from even a card draw perspective. So I could see why you'd want to try it. You know, I'm trying to think if there's any decks that I would ever put it in. I don't think I have anything that deals with green and flying, to be honest. Yeah. Um, other than Zerus, and Zerus is the only one that flies. Um, but I, I, I think it does something here. And I'm sorry that Big Tuck's a little poo-poo head. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, <sighs> did, right. I did forget to mention, actually, most of my fight spells are at one or two. And so even if I no. try and throw a creature down and ran like do the the power boost i'm able to do that that fight mechanic in the second main phase i think that's what i was finding also very beneficial or sure. a ramp card like hmm. rampant growth that's interesting so my first one i want to talk about it's an equipment i have literally never seen in my life don't know why i haven't <laughs> um it definitely is infiltrating Ooh. oh god <laughs> Why do we always do this? Because we, we've, we've had 63 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> one colorless artifact equipment. It's an uncommon. Oh boy. Suck it. Well, we're going to be in some real trouble here, but... Uh, Big Tuck did not wear his glasses. But he did get some new ones. Oh, and what's oh, the optometrist? He is now wearing And look at this. Wow. I'm sitting well all the way back well here. Played. Infiltration lens. Uh, whenever a creature becomes blocked by a creature, you may draw two cards. Equip one. Nuruk spies carry devices that let them look a few moments into the future, giving them an almost insurmountable edge. All the way from back here. Can you believe it? <laughs> and I have to say, Big Tuck and I were talking about this last night at Rock Creek Brewing. Uh, he got his glasses and they actually fixed his vision so well that he got dizzy from seeing clearly. <laughs> wow. That's true. I, was, I thought there was something wrong, but. Just... <laughs> no, that's just what the world looks like. So the thing I like about this card specifically is, yes, in theory, it's a grain card um, because it draws you to if they block. But I think the thing that's interesting with Nyeth is it, there's a lot of what we call fluffy creatures, your powers three and four in Commander, whether it's token or actual non-token creatures. And a lot of times those are the ones where people are like, gosh, should I block? Should I not block? I don't really know. Something like Nyeth's ability or infiltration lens on a creature will pretty much make your opponent say, I'm not going to block at all. 
mm-hmm. or they're going to have to think long and effing hard to do it because if you have both of those out, you're drawing three cards yeah. just to be maybe even chump blocked and your creature lives. That's amazing value. Yes. And I feel like this is the kind of deck that it's going to win off living in the red zone. So you're always going to be swinging. So it could even be something to where I can see Lowry you may be having, let's say, six fluffy creatures, maybe even one top-end creature. You maybe throw this on the to- uh, the top end, and it's like, well, you either don't block it and you take 10, or you do block it, and I'm going to draw three cards. Yeah. And then you don't even know what I'll do from a pump-up spell perspective, giving it trample, things like that. Then all these other creatures end up getting through, and you still get tons of value. I think it's super cool, and it's a card that I'm interested in trying to see if I could find a deck to put it in. <laughs> And the yeah. great thing about infiltration lens, and I, I don't, I might have missed you saying it, but Naeth forces them to block when you use yeah, the ability. Yeah, on the activate. And so yep. when you activate that ability, you're yeah, you're de- you're definitely drawing three cards, and hopefully you got that trample going on too. Yeah, and and Mr. Combo, I think you hit everything I was going to say. And the only thing I'll add is, I think people look at Naeth and just immediately glom onto the fight mechanic. But this, a card like this also forces people into blocking, forces people into kind of spreading out, right? So you don't live and die off the fight mechanic. You can also get a lot of value out of the blocking step of things. So that's where I kind of disagree with you. I think this is the kind of card without Nyeth's ability. I think this card incentivizes your opponents to not block. I would rather oh, sure, take yeah. four or five damage than let you have two cards. I mean, right. think of the lengths we go to in Commander to not let people draw cards. Right. No, like, I, I, I agree. But just the fact that it's forcing people to block and, like, playing into that second ability of getting people to block, getting advantage out of being blocked, I think it plays into that nicely. But I do see your point, like you said, where it's like, yeah, okay, I'll take four. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even mention the biggest part. It only is equip one. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. It's so cheap. And I and I Cheap sits. I do think it it is more beneficial in a deck where you're only attacking with one or two creatures, so that like if you're attacking with a bunch of creatures and they're like, well, I'll still reduce the amount of damage, not have you draw cards. Sure. Don't let them make that choice. Like, might be uh, pretty good in like an Eldrazi Titan style deck where they're like, mm. maybe not the Titan because those guys are jerks. But, um, you know, Eldrazi or just dinosaurs can really work or dragons, something where you're just kind of like, do you really want to block this? Because this is what's dealing damage or I'm drawing cards. So. All right, Tuck. Well, what's your last green card? Uh, So we want to talk about one, which I think we've talked about only in the spice. Uh, It's from a terrible deck or sorry, a terrible block that no one likes. And we clearly were correct on how bad it is. And I really dumped the bed when I didn't buy this when it was $5. We're talking about a legendary artifact, the Great (laughs) 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 I got my glasses, so take your pick, Mr. Combo. (laughs) Seven colorless green green legendary artifact. It's a mythic. It's a mythic for $28. This spell costs X less to cast, where X is is the greatest power among creatures to control. 
add to green, uh, tap it, add to green, you gain two life. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield or in your control, put a 1-1 counter on it and draw a card. <laughs> so the, the biggest reason I picked it is I know this is like the altar of the brood of the Commander Smith uh, podcast. I remember when oh, this geez. card came out, you guys talked about it for like five months. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. episode, th this this would come up because it is that good. And it's funny because I remember when I first saw it previewed, I was like, Seems all right. Yeah. Like, whatever. Hey, Mr. Kama, remember when they, remember when they uh, previewed the entirety of Throne of Eldraine? And you and I were both Trash like, set. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm not excited about this at all. Oof. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously this card is a banger in this deck because you're never paying more than two green for it. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Um, the add two, gain two life. I mean, if, if you, that's just such a good mana rock. Um, it, it, I mean, yeah. honestly, I think if you even left it there, it's probably still playable in green to be, to be honest, because yeah. green is big stompy, but then the whole non-token creature enters with a counter and draw a card. Yes. Holy banana hammock. It, it does everything right. It literally does. It gains you life ramps. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Makes your creature bigger, it. draws you a card. Mm. And in this deck, like you're saying, it's it, costing two. I, I, I mean, I guess in theory, it doesn't win you the game. Yeah, but it, but it does. But it kind of does. does. It does. <laughs> and I think fight, like fight, there's not a ton of cards that go with it, but there is like this weird sub theme of plus one, plus one counters being important yeah. to the fight mechanic in a few cards here and there. So the fact that you can put it on your commander, you can put it on something else and still kind of fuel everything else. Um, I hate it, but it's a, I think it's the only time I've ever seen it in, in the actual build, so here we are. <laughs> well, and, and it's because, it, like, the, the, a normal copy of this thing, it goes for 28 bucks on TCG Player. Yeah. It's just such a... That's the only issue I have with this card, is, you know, come to me with a Mana Crypt. It's like $100, it's ridiculously expensive, but it is a free thing that taps for two. It's a free Soul Ring. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, you know, you come to me with like a Chrome Mox. Well, Jesus Christ, it does so much for you. I get why it's so dollar expensive. This is a great card. It's just, I don't know if it's $28 great. To me, it feels more 10 to 15. And even, I think that would be a sweet spot money-wise. And maybe when Throne rotates, it'll drop in price. Um, but just for me, I don't yeah. know if I would ever spend 28 bucks on it. I think you can. I think you can accomplish what this card is doing in two cards pretty easily. That and to your point, Mister Combo, that don't cost twenty eight dollars. Yeah, I mean, you could have those two cards that you want to have in right next to it as well, so that you have that consistency. <laughs> ah? Okay, okay, Tyga. Okay, <laughs> okay, Tyga. I, <laughs> I got him, so why not play him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, we aren't talking about the Taiga the Land. We're talking about Taiga the Rapper. Oh. That's actually who's on the podcast right now. <laughs> Let me, if you guys, I'm if too you guys old for that the, reference. I'm sorry. I'm not because Taiga Taiga has been posting uh, uh, X-rated pictures to uh, Twitter. Evidently, oh boy. Uh, the guys pack. The guys not packing, even R straight to X. The guys packing some. All well, right, I got some editing to do today, boys. Uh, well, why don't you finish out the grain build? Um, what's your last grain card? So I'm going to go with a card that I think was another kind of like good revelation that I needed to learn out of the deck. 
uh, was Rishkar's expertise. Oof. Um, I'm always on the fence with it. Always on the fence. Yeah. Greasy. So it's four colorless green, green, and then it's you draw cards equal to the most, like the highest power that you have on the board. Um, oftentimes, it's going to draw me five cards, and then you get to play or cast a spell of five CMC or less for free off of uh, the expertise here. And the thing about this deck, like I was saying, you, you can trip and you can trip and eventually you just kind of run out of cards because sure. you don't have all, not every card's a cantrip. And so this and greater good are both, and maybe I have one more in there, but being able to just refill the hand and continue playing the game is really important in this kind of this deck. And it just kind of fits because if you have a five five, that's an easy turn. But if you have like nine mana and you double it up to ten, and then cast your spell and draw ten cards, that that's game breaking right there. Um, so yeah. learning that this deck needed a big hand refill style card, um, I think I have. Uh, uh, no, so that kind of card. So greater good, rich cards, expertise. Those are really important in this deck to just make sure that you refill your hand. Yeah, and, and you know, this is the kind of card that's a card draw card that I can get behind if I have a deck that needs it because I, I, it's pretty well documented uh, in my playgroup in IRL and um, on the cast that I hate um, sorceries or instants that just draw cards and that's it. Yeah. Unless it's an amazing rate. Like a Brainstorm, obviously. That's one mana to look at three, keep two. I mean, you're not going to like pass that up. But a lot of like the... Um Oh, like sign in blood, stuff like that. I'm just, I, I think it's a, it's like I'm replacing this card with really just netting one additional card or two. Yeah. That's not great. And I think of this particular card just read draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. And even if it was five mana, I would still be like, nope, sorry, that's a crappy card. I'm not going to do it. The fact that you also get to cast a card of CMC five or less from your hand mm -hmm. for free, that's really where it's like, I don't hate it. Yep. You know, I can see where if you're can tripping, you're you're wasting stuff from your hand. This could be great. And then, you know, you're probably going to do it when you have like an eight or ten or above. Yep. But you're going to have a five CMC or less yep. to be able to cast for free. You're not going to whiff on that value. And if you if you're at a, ever at a point where you're whiffing on that value in the game, you're so deep into the game like turn 20 or 25 to where you're just looking for something gas wise to finally push you over the edge you aren't really caring if you get the value for the free spell yeah. and even like i can give an example of what i did uh last week was i i cast uh this on turn when i had six mana so as quick as i could i was almost out of cards i had ronus out and drew five cards mm. and then i got to cast wayward sword tooth for free drop a land uh, and then play another fight spell and like it just that's awesome it yep. was a huge turn um you know they all died to a massacre worm tripled up with uh panharmonicon and Yara, <laughs> yeah, sure. it was a good play yes. like, yeah. yeah it was good so but um you know like it, it just it allowed me to fill my hand and i was still just playing cards off of it too so it uh yeah it, it's been really nice in the deck Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the green build. Now we're going to head over to the hops and uh, I'm going to start this off. And everyone knows I'm a bit of 
a planeswalker slot. Oh, are you? Oh, you got to be kidding! No, kidding. You've got to <laughs> get out of here. Uh, we're talking Domri and Ark of Bolas. I'm a big fan of this card. Um, colorless Gruel, so that's going to be your red and your green. Legendary Planeswalker Domri. It's a rare. Comes in with three loyalty from War of the Spark. And of course, if you guys uh, have been living under a rock or brand new to Commander or Magic, uh -huh, the War of the Spark Planeswalkers were pretty neat because they had enchantment-like effects on them. Mm -hmm. So this guy's as creatures you control get plus one, plus zero. Oh. Well, that kind of feeds into your Rishkar's expertise for the, your draw card effect. That helps your fight creatures get bigger. And it even helps your like little mana dorks or your tutus at least be a three power and take out stuff a little bit bigger than them. But here's why I think it's an amazing card for your hop section. Plus one, add red or green and creature spells you cast this turn can't be countered. This is the kind of deck, and I think Gruul is this way in general outside of Wart and Ruik Thar. All the other Gruul commanders get punished when they're playing against a blue player. No. It is so hard to get around all the counter magic uh, that they have, and this is just a way... And I, I, th I think Wizards almost kind of messed up a little bit because this Planeswalker only costs three. Yeah. And the fact that it's just creature spells you cast this turn can't be countered opposed to the next creature spell you cast can't be countered. I feel like that's a little bit of a miss, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but it's not done. Minus two, target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. So basically every third turn you can minus to it and he doesn't die and you get to fight something so it's like adding mana add a mana boom i'm gonna fight draw a card add mana add mana fight draw a card it does everything this deck wants agreed yeah and and having multiple sources of ramp is pretty important i i think i had a pretty robust ramp package um and so but yeah being able to have that little bit of fight against counterspell decks um, and just having it say fight on it makes it really good, which is different than the Domri raid, the original Domri. That one, you have to like reveal the card. If it's a creature, it goes into your hand. Like that's going to miss in this deck because you have a lot yeah. of spells and then it's minus is the fight as well. The same converted mana cost. The Anarcha Bolas is just miles better in this deck probably just in general but miles better so yeah uh and the only thing i'll add is this card like most planeswalkers we've talked about on here really kind of slots into grain spice and yeast right like its first ability is mm -hmm. kind of a yeast the 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 stack ability is a yeast the plus one's a grain and then the minus two is a hops so especially in a deck that really cares about these mechanics incredible yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, Big Tuck, what is your first hops card? So this is a card that is usually a little sweaty, but in this deck, I think it's actually slimy-ish. Um, this is one of the cards that I saw previewed um, that I really liked and just couldn't figure it out. So we're talking about a legendary creature ape, our old pal, Kolga the Titan Ape. Uh, I think this card's incredible and it, it just fits so perfectly in this deck. So three colors, triple green for legendary creature eight. It's a rare coming in at a staunch 52 cents. Um, when it enters, it's a seven, six, when it enters the battlefield, um, it fights up to one target creature. You don't control already amazing there. And then when it attacks, destroy target artifact or enchantment, defending players controls 
Also incredible. And then a colorless and a green return target human you control to its owner's hand. Uh, he gains indestructible in 10 turns. And it's kind of interesting because this is like, in this deck especially, is a true hops card, right? Because it can <laughs> remove a creature, it can remove a troublesome enchantment or artifact, and also protects your commander with the last ability. Yes. Um, all that on a 7-6 body. Granted, it doesn't have any evasion because it's not horribly broken. Although, in reality, <laughs> it should have reach because it's King Kong and he slots down the planes. But what are you going to do? Um, I, again, I think it, this is like a card that I think is really well designed and really interesting. So to me, it's really exciting to see that like there's a deck that really plays around it. Um, and, and it really, I imagine when you cast it, it makes a pretty big difference. Yeah, like you said, it just does everything that you want and being able to like just still have that cantrip off of a creature it's a big creature you know and if i'm able to get that trample and uh it's it's gonna be a a hurtful game so exactly um, yeah um I'm, I'm a big fan of it it's one of those cards that tuck and i always say it's on curve yep. you got a six for a seven six with three relevant abilities in this deck um you know of course i always wish when there's like an etb effect is there a way to abuse it how, how do i get the most value out of it um you know i think a interesting card that you could look at you know graded off the top of my head i don't know how much enter the battlefield you have conjurer's closet mm. could be something that's worth considering for the deck if there's enough of that stuff um but no i i, I think it's a great card well lowry what's your first hops card Oops. I'm going to go with uh, Brash Taunter. Yes. So this is four colorless yes. red for one one indestructible and it can fight for a color, two colorless and a red and tap it. So it fights a uh, target creature you don't control. And then also whenever it's dealt damage, you get to deal damage to is it any target? Was that? Uh, yeah, target it, opponent. Target opponent. Target opponent. Which is pretty good. Um, and don't, and don't is, forget, yeah. this has some of my favorite favorite flavor texts in the entirety of the game. You hit like a kobold. So good. <laughs> so good. Uh, and so the, the card, again, does a lot of what I want to be doing. It fights. It has that mechanic attached to it. Um, when it's being dealt damage, which can happen a whole ton in here, uh, you're able to redirect that damage again. This is in this deck. It's a better stuffy doll, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that's I was very tempted in adding in blasphemous act into the deck just for oh, that. Oh yes. Um, and it might still make it. I well, you know, I'm always tweaking around with decks. Uh, but this card being able to just do redirect that damage. Um, is kind of what we were talking about in the news was just like an alternate win con. It doesn't have to be attacking. I can just get in through direct damage if somebody's right, locked right. down and I can't attack. Um, and that's yeah, pretty important. And, and this was one of the cards that I was kind of alluding to where I was trying to figure out some rigmarole to where if you take damage, you could deal it to the Brash Taunter, yeah. then Brash Taunter is able to do it to someone else, then another card's like, hey, whatever, they take damage, everyone takes damage, <laughs> or whatever, a creature takes damage, everyone takes damage, and then it just kind of rinse and repeats. Wasn't able to find it. <laughs> um, I would argue this is better Stuffy Doll, just overall it's better because uh, yeah. stuff you all you have to pick one opponent yeah. this can just bounce around um i laughed hysterically when this got previewed because uh, that's just what i need in my life so another stuff you all start hysterically and then just start crying in the mirror yeah pretty much 
All right. Well, uh, my last hops card is a card that 100% screams it wants to be in this deck, and it probably can't be in any other deck. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're talking an instant that allows you to do a whole lot of fighting. So, Satessin Tactics. Right on. Very interesting yeah. card. Colorless green. It's an instant from Journey to Nyx. It has, well, so first it says until end of turn, any number of target creatures get each get plus one plus one and gain tap. This creature fights another target creature, but it has an effect that I don't think we've seen probably since that block mm -hmm. strive. This spell costs green more to cast for each target beyond the first. So basically for two mana, you get to target your one and then you can just pay one more to keep targeting additional creatures that Larry has under his control. So if he has six creatures without summoning sickness, he could then basically pay seven, give all those creatures plus one plus one and tap and they can fight, which will draw him cards do a whole lot of removal um, and it's instant speed. So it's one of those cool things to where he holds up seven mana. Everyone's like, oh God, he has something in hand. Oh, what could it be? We shouldn't swing in. There's combat tricks. And then it comes to the player right before I'm going to pass the turn. Okay, well, you're in step. I'm going to cast this, spend all my mana, and then let's just start eliminating the entire board and hopefully maybe be able to win the next turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, this is a big spell in this deck because you're right. I don't think it really works anywhere and and else mm -hmm. and and the nice thing here is like it's one of the few fight cards that allow me to draw a lot of cards and right. rather than yeah. just cantrip it's just like you know drawing three four five cards and um that's really nice to be able to reload a hand mm -hmm. yeah and, and i think the other kind of cool thing about it um and then tuck i'm interested if you've seen this card ever um is a lot of times you're not trying to fight with like your birds of paradise <laughs> or stuff like that uh but this is the kind of card that since it gets plus one plus one okay well my, my birds is a one two now squee does have a one one elf uh, that's that's something that I can go ahead and do a little fight with. I mean, I doubt anyone's ever seen a Birds of Paradise fight, but <laughs> I mean, it can, it can take out infants right. and it small on. children. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, this is, I've seen a couple of the other Strive cards. There's one that's white where I think whenever uh, the creature that you Strive onto attacks, you get a 1-1 soldier. I hadn't actually ever seen this one before. The yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, it, and again, I think I think in similar, like you guys were saying to to uh, Kolga, this does also fit into every category in this deck. Yeah. Which to Mister Combo's point, <laughs> this is it's weird that you see a card like this that gets played nowhere, and then now it slots in everywhere into this deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. C curious. I, I just thought of a little interesting tech. I don't know if it actually works. If you gave all your creatures vigilance, you cast this, target all of them, declare your attackers before blocks, tap oh. them, fight all the blockers, and then you just swing in for free? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the, the little things just, that matter. Just saying, just saying that might be hard, but the uh, Acromo's no. Memorial earlier might might help. Yeah. Yes. Nothing like a $50 card to help. Is that already 50? <laughs> Jesus. I think it's like thirty to fifty it burn, somewhere in there. Yeah, it, was, it was thirty years ago. It's it's got to be. Oh oh no! Don't worry, guys. The price is safe. It's on the list. <laughs> Go to hell. 
Uh, we're not we're not getting into that tonight. Uh, Big Tuck, what's your last hop score? Um, so I think this is I think this is probably the most straight hops fight card in the deck. It's fresh off the presses from M21. We're talking Primal Might. So as we talked about before, um, if you have something that has trampled, this is kind of one of the weird things where your commander only only doubles the power instead of toughness. This kind of backs it up. So Primal Might is X and a green for a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus X plus X until end of turn. Then it fights up to one target creature you don't control. The shaman looked at the world through Galta's eyes. Oh, that's where that is. Okay, got it. And understood that everything was, everything else was his prey. So, I, you couldn't tell that was Galta. I thought I kind of recognized it because I was looking at this deck earlier, and then I also watched <laughs> something else while I was in the bathroom that had Galta in it, and then it all just shower thoughts dialed up. Yeah, exactly. A couple, a couple of big tuck shower thoughts, uh, aka deprecated bit. Um, so the thing I like about this is so the way I look at this is this is the anti Voltron card, right? So someone's playing their Voltron deck. If they don't have it done right and they don't have indestructible or something, you cast this, you blast their Voltron on the primary main phase, right? And then you swing into attacks into free one look there. Also, if there's some big troublesome creature, it doesn't tap your thing and it gives it till end of turn. Just seems like a lot of modality here in similar in similar scope to the, the Statesian tactics. You you kind of get out what you put into it, right? So you can Statesian mm-hmm. tactics for two or four or whatever. You can do this for two to a gazillion, right? Um, so that's why I like it. Again, <laughs> as someone who is uh, interested in building a budget fight deck after looking at this, similar to how I converted Mr. Combo brought up a great point of how last time we had you on, I converted my shitty deck to a Rianne deck after talking to you. <laughs> um, so this 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 seems like a card that you that really has a lot of utility, a lot of long spanning in with it. Yeah, and and it's it's a little bit like that uh you don't have to do the forcing them to block way. Mm-hmm. You're just like, hey, this is going to be a 12-12 right now. You know, you're throwing 6-7 power onto a 5-5-6-6. Five, five, six, six, and people are going to be like, okay, I got to block this. And I think there's enough creatures that have trample or... Um, get or things that give trample right. that almost always damage is going to be getting through when when you cast primal might on the card on uh, in the game. So it's it's a big beating and it was a lot better before I learned <laughs> something about cards that I had to cut. So oh. <laughs> um, so again, you learn when you're building, and right. I had thought that fight cards only targeted your creatures so i had thought that mirror wing dragon and zada hedron grinder oh and the card actually does target your creature and the opponent's creature so it's not just targeting one of your creatures so it just doesn't work um otherwise it would have been really really cool like just being (laughs) able to give all of your creatures plus x plus x having them all fight and that would have been a huge ace card um, I was wrong, and uh, it's still a really good play, though. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, why doesn't that work? Because don't those cards just read whenever a creature you control? Well, I, I think Zada is Zada specifically, but Mirrorwing Dragon. It's like whenever it's targeted with a spell that you control, or actually, I think that's just targeted I mean, with a spell. Period. 
copy but it. it has to be the only target so that's oh. that's the the problem yeah i it took a long time for me to comprehend when somebody was like this doesn't work the way you want i was like but i'm just targeting mirror wing i was thinking like yeah. mirror wing then targeted their creature but it's the card choosing the two um huh. uh the two creatures that are fighting so um there's a couple other cards that Zada and like Mirror Wing Dragon don't necessarily work with that I thought that they did. Hmm. Um, and I'm going to have to go through my feather deck to figure out what works <laughs> oh, and what God. doesn't. Um, but I really like that kind of effect. But yeah, Primal Might is a, a, one of those nice, huge cards. If I can throw this right. on like Backdraft Hellkite and just get in with the flyer and then the next turn recast it again. like Right, right, right. You're closing it out. So I, I I think Primal Might's a great example of something we talk about a lot in the magic community, the power creep. I know that there's a sorcery for X and a green that just pumps your creature and that's all it does. <laughs> and literally Wizards was like, we should reprint that card. And they're like, what are you, crazy? We'll get roasted on Twitter. We're already putting out the Walking Dead secret layers. <laughs> something else to the card. And they're like, what if we add fight to it? And they're like, give this man a promotion. Yeah, wait, wait, you're talking about a borderline deprecated, deprecated mechanic? You're going to the top. <laughs> oh man all right lowry round us out what's your hops card you want to talk Um, about um does hammer of nazan work sure oh my god does it so it works um (laughs) so cut works yes got it four colorless equipment uh it gives uh a creature plus two plus oh and indestructible and when it comes into play it attaches for free huge um and the thing that, again, if you don't have Naeth in play, this deck does not work. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you need that cantrip to not just, like, kind of one for one. Like, fight on a creature is, you know, you, you don't... It's not as good as even, like, Ravenous Chubacabra comes into play and destroy target mm-hmm. creature. And this yeah. is, like, you might not have any targets... But all of your creatures do this effect. <laughs> if you're not drawing a card, yeah. like it's not good. What's the point? Yeah. So you're you're doing overcosted things, and so being able to protect Naeth is super super important. Um, and if you already have Naeth protected in some way, you're throwing this on the creature that you want to attack with. Um, sure. But oftentimes, how I've seen myself playing it is I cast Naeth. Next turn, I'm doing Hammer. Um, and might be able to cast a fight card and I'm casting it on Naeth because it's then a 5-3. Um, it's going to survive whatever is going on and it's, uh, it's a perfect card in here. So Well, let, let's just say Hammer of Nazan is somewhat of an infinite greasy combo with a card in the yeast that I'll be talking about later. Oh, no. uh, so I love the card. It's fantastic. Uh, it's the first one in alphabetical order, but I'll be talking about that one here very soon. And I'm, more, I'm most Hammer excited on, that though. it's now $5 instead of 40 or whatever it was before yes. it got reprinted. Oh my God, it was 40 It was like 25 It was, it was 20 plus, yeah. That's Chris. dumb. Uh, but no, this is a great card. I do like the plus two plus so indestructible because, I mean, the indestructible, I guess, is negligible if you have it on a big creature. But the plus two is nice to where yeah. if someone does have a big, big guy out there, it's the Voltron type example. 
instead of having to try to fight it twice, maybe that plus yeah. two gets you right. through. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the hops profile. Now we're going to head over to the East package, um, and this will be starting with good old Big Tuck. Well, what do you got? Just as I had predicted, this card is only expensive because this commander exists. Uh, so we're talking about a sorcery that uh, is actually very interesting, um, but extremely expensive. Uh, and it's got one of Mr. Squeeze. Back of commanders on it. We're talking about Azuri's Predation. Twelve dollars. I just looked. It used to, until July twenty, which is when this freaking jumpstart set came out. It was under five. I checked it to make sure I wasn't an insane person. But uh, this card turns out is quite good in this deck. So like like I alluded to, it's kind of on the higher end, mana wise. Five colorless, triple green. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. Twelve dollars. For each creature your opponents control, put a 4-4 green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Each of those beasts fight a different one of those creatures. Those who do not submit will be consumed. Um, which is ironically more of a Golgari statement than the cynic that Azuri is in. Uh, also suck it. Hey, suck it myself. with us, uh, <laughs> So anyways, it, it's, like it's, it's a really interesting like green board wipe that sees some French play, but in this deck, it's effectively a... Draw a billion yeah, cards. Right. Like, it's just a, it's just a it's win not. the game card. It, it doesn't actually draw you a ton of cards. What? And yeah, I I was very surprised as well. Um, how I had it explained to me by a judge was that the wording on Naeth saying one or more creature, like fight, uh, you draw oh. a card. And since with the Zuri's but, Predation, they all fight at the same time. And now if they were staggered, like if the stack entered, I think it would be different. But they all tr like fight at the same time. So it only triggers once. Oh. Well, this, this card sucks. No, well, it's still yeah. really it's good. It's so really good. <laughs> but like, that's so stupid that they would put... Because, see, I think of a fight mechanic to where this happens. Like, each of the fights go right. on the stack, and then they too. resolve one after but another. But it's, because, it's oh. because of the weird wording of when one or more creatures you control fight or become blocked, yep. draw a card. So, in the same sense, if you swung out with all these tokens and all of them Correct. got blocked, you still only draw one, right? Yep, yep. Yes. Uh, but but I would think, but the thing is, though, with fight, I would, like, kind of like how Lowry had, had mentioned, I would think fight would just all stack independently. Right. Almost almost think of, like, Mirror Wing Dragon. Mm -hmm. When something yeah. gets cast mm -hmm. on it, you get a billion copies of it, then each one resolves one at a time. I would think the fight mechanic would resolve one at a time. But I think maybe where the wording comes in is it just says... Each of those bees fights a different one of those creatures, yeah. and so the fact that it says each of, maybe and, it's all in just one big glob. And it's all in the same block of text, too, so that whole thing resolves yeah. in one, like, yeah. So, so um, that's so that's stupid, but this card, <laughs> this card is still very good, and you will end up with an army of four fours plus whatever sort of counter rigmaroles, great yeah. hinges of the world and whatnot that you have. Non-token for hinge. All the synergies. I, I guess. I guess I just quit. Uh, okay. Well then, uh, suck on this one. Elemental bond. Yes. There we <laughs> go. A lot of cards that way. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're happy. Uh, quick story about Azuri's predation from last week was uh, somebody had a on uh, on our Patreon. They had a thirteen thirteen chasm skulker or stalker skulker. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, they killed it. 
13 one one squiz across the board. They pass to me, oh, and I go, uh, Zuri's Predation? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wipe the board of everything but uh, the green-blue god, and, and he became not a creature after that, and I won the game. So it, it, probably, it definitely it felt, just Jesus. is a huge swing. It probably felt pretty good. Yeah, oh. I, I got giddy. I was like, oh, somebody killed it. Because before, it was a 13-13, and a 4-4 sucks against that. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think the only deck I would even toy with putting this in is maybe my Gearit deck. Mm-hmm. Seems like it could be decent yeah, in that, right, just right. because I got doubling season and parallel lives no, and all no, that kind of nonsense that, right, where right. It, it's not just doing a whole bunch of fighting in a pseudo board wipe. Right. It's like I'm tripling the amount of beasts that I get. All right, fine. I'll let it slide. <laughs> I made it a lot less fun. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks for taking the well, take, Lowry, thanks for taking the air out of my balloon on your deck. <laughs> well, Lowry, why don't you put some air back in the balloon and tell us your first cheese card? So I'm going to go with the card that I've been really happy with, surprisingly, is uh, Gargos Vicious Watcher. Mm. Hmm. Okay. So this is three colorless, three green for an 8-7 Vigilance. Hydra spells cost four less. I got one other Hydra, so hardly counts. <laughs> but whenever a creature you control becomes a target of a spell, Gargos, Vicious Watcher, fights up to one target creature you don't control. Um, and so with your fight like spells being able to cast it on other spells are on mm. itself, it's that like you're double cantripping. So you're drawing two spell or two cards off of your fight spells. Um, mm-hmm. And there's enough of them to whereas generally the 8-7 Vigilance is the biggest creature on the board yeah, as well. Right. So you attack, you you double its power, it has Vigilance, and you're able to see how much damage it's dealt, and then you're generally able to fight twice after that. If you get one, you're going to be able to draw into something there because you're drawing mm-hmm. three cards with the block and the two fight abilities um, you're, you already took out three creatures at that point, basically. And it just becomes this really big swing when it's on the board and it's one of the cheaper creatures. It's an eight, seven for six, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's going to sit back and block for you as well. Um, and being able to put a card like shadow spear on this, you gain a ton of life. I hate that card. Yeah, I worse. love it. The card's so good. It's so good. Um, so here's the thing I like about Gargos, and I only know this because I played Arena when M20 came out. The card's really good, because what <laughs> happens is people people like to do targeted things spell-wise yeah. to your creatures, and an 8-7 is a very easy one to do. Um, and so, you know, the way I look at it is you pay 6, someone wastes a removal spell on it, but then you still get to get rid of one of their things and you still, in this deck, draw a card. Mm-hmm. That is the bottom floor that you're going to get for this card. Um, and I still think that's good, because wasting a spell, t- removing a creature, and drawing a card for 6 mana is somewhat on curve. The top end is where people will start, okay, well, um, God, I can't do anything against this 8-7. Well, I'm going to tap down these three creatures. Okay, well, those are targeted. I'm now going to fight this. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to fight that. Um, And the nice thing with it being fighting, always doing the up to, once Gargos gets low enough on the toughness, you can be like, okay, I'll stop. And then the next turn, oh, let's do it again. It's just one of those nice repeatable effects that it, it forces your opponents to make a choice. I have to remove it now because if I do anything else targeted with their board, I'm screwed. 
Yeah, and I think I, I think I think something that you, from a deck building perspective, do really well is finding cards that most people would look at this and be like, "Well, I'm not running Hydras, I'm not running Mono Green, I'm not going to run it, right?" But it fits yeah. really well into this thing. Um, and while we were talking here, and we were giving you a bunch of uh, hoopla on your mana distribution. I can see now why, based on the cards we're talking, how the, there's a lot of trip and double greens. Yeah. Makes a lot more sense now that we're talking about it. Um, well, my first yeast card is a card I alluded to that gives uh, Lowry a infinite combo in the deck uh, as long as there's uh, opponents, creatures to fight. We're talking about Apex Altasaur. Phenomenal card. Seven colorless green green, so it's an expensive boy. Creature Dinosaur 1010. It's not a 999, it's a 1010. When it ETBs, it fights up to one target creature you don't control, and then it has Enrage. So whenever it's dealt damage, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. So obviously, you know, the way that this kind of works with Hammer and Nizan, you're not going to be able to leverage Apex Altasaur's ETB and then get Hammer and Nizan on and then just go off to the races. You're going to have to figure out a way to do it. So it is a... Slimy combo because you gotta get some stuff and going. If, and if we haven't used this in a while, a Rube Goldberg machine of shorts, right? <laughs> kind of. I mean, because if you honestly, if you think about it, you just gotta pay nine. He does his first fight. You could choose to stop. Then you gotta pay either four to equip or eight to play and equip. So now you're at seventeen <laughs> dedicated mana. Then you gotta pay three for Nyef's ability to make him double power and toughness <laughs> and force to block. Then you gotta move to combat. The old classic four card 20 <laughs> CMC combo. <laughs> so maybe it's more of a uh, sweaty combo that than is, slimy. It's, it's uh, dripping. <laughs> But I do love it because once you get that dude indestructible, holy crap, you're just going to wipe the entire board yep. every single time you want to um, and no one can stop it. So, And this is this is one that draws you a ton of cards, too. Every time it's going to fight multiple times, it's going to refill oh, yeah. the hand. Um, yeah, and that's it's a game changer for sure. Uh, also, just recently, recently, uh, once people figured out this deck is good or has wings, <laughs> did a one hundred percent price gain from two fifty to over five. So people are catching on. Yep. All right, Tuck. What is your last yeast card? Okay. So it's a little sweaty, and <laughs> I would call you an insane person for putting it in here, but here we are. We are talking about a horrible magic set, which I believe is Legends of Kamigawa. An artifact <laughs> out of that. And let's go Qsari hyphen gamma. That's about you, how I'd say it. You're, uh, this is upsetting. Three colorless. Qsari gamma? Three colors. Qsari gamma? Yeah, okay, yeah. It sounds like, I, can you pronounce that without asking, without making it sound like a question? I don't know if I can. Kusarigama. All right. You bit, you got me. All right. Three colors for a rare artifact equipment. Equipped creature has two colors. This creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. Whenever equipped creature deals damage to a blocking creature, uh, 
Kirsari Gamma deals that much damage to each other creature defending player controls equipped three. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and I would like to point out before Big Tuck tells us why he picked about this card, he only picked it because it has so much text and he wanted to show off <laughs> that he has new glasses. Yeah. Uh, and also, for those playing the home game, my face is so fat, they had to meld them correctly to fit. Um, so, it seems like on the surface... Only an insane person would own this card. Um, however, I got three. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoy that. Nine dollars. So, um, but this actually turns nine dollars. They're a dollar fifty times three. I, I mean, you I want to do that math again? Okay, so eight dollars. A decade ago, I sat down. I was injured and I wasn't doing much. I went through every set and bought any cool rare that was under a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> this was a decade ago. Um, Yikes. And so that's how I got this card. Got it. Um, but this, this right. does turn into um, uh, like a pseudo Balefire Dragon effect in this deck, which is crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like It turns into this bizarro sweeper that you wouldn't expect, right? Um, again, pumps up, pumps up the creatures attached to. If it's some big beater like the big ape guy or something like those lines, I mean, it's a lot, especially with your commander's ability of forcing someone into that combat. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can force someone to who only has a couple two twos to block your seven seven, your Gygos or whatever it is, and then everything else is, is Gonzo as well. So, really interesting card and extremely deep cut, uh, as <laughs> I would call it. But I mean, it. Oddly enough, it just seems like to make a lot of sense. And I, I think that's what's going to happen. It's a, it's a build your own Balefire Dragon. Right, exactly. That's Oh, that, that sounds like the most terrifying store that I would ever see in a mall. <laughs> build your own Balefire Dragon. Oh, Instead of God. a Cinnabon across the road, it's like... No, the Build-A-Bears. Children's Tears. <laughs> you can only have it with the blood of your enemies. No, this is a cool card, though. Um, I don't know why. Oh, man. Why you hate just it? think of this. this. This would be kind of cool with like a taunting elf. Oh, it's just right. like a green deck. Because mm -hmm. then at instant speed, you could buff him up. And then, yeah, even though everything's coming at him, you just blow up their entire board. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Mm. And that was mm -mm -mm. that style of card. I also wish worked because like with Naith's wording of one or more like fights mm. or blocking like yeah. my first draft was just like lure um that artifact that equipment that you mentioned last time combo with Rianne um I was just like oh this is going to be awesome go and check it's like no that doesn't work it's like <laughs> I was going to play with lure and basilisk uh, thicket basilisk and all that stuff uh yeah didn't work so oh, well yeah, that's, that's all right. Why, uh, uh, and hey, you can put a Kurosari Gama on your Brash Taunter, so that's always oh, a plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Lowry, round us out on your picks. What's your last yeast card? I'm going to go with Vigor. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> Did you pick that too? Card. All right. Yeah. Why so, are you getting excited? So why do you get excited when you and the guest match, but you like have on like <laughs> visible anguish and pain whenever you and I match? PTSD, baby. PTSD. <laughs> uh, so vigor. It just makes me want to cut off my gout too. God. Yeah. Um, vigor is three colorless, three green for six six trample, and then. Whenever a creature you control other than Vigor is dealt damage, you prevent that damage and put that many plus one plus one counters on. Uh, and then if it dies, it gets shuffled back into your, your library. Um, Which so, we call Monster Mash, if you will. <laughs> this, this card makes all of your fight cards fantastic. It makes all of the blocking fantastic. This card just um, not the same the way that you use it, but is it greasy? Is this a greasy? Like, it just makes the deck really yeah, strong. Yeah, it's a greasy so, card. I would well, say it's a greasy so, card. Well, so here's the thing. By itself, it's a slimy card because it doesn't do anything. But this is another infinite combo with Apex Ultasaur because you can have Vigor on the battlefield. Apex Ultasaur enters. You just kill everyone's stuff. And and Apex Ultasaur gets humongous. I got to point out, um, it does not work that way because it prevents, the, what? it prevents the damage. So Ultasaur's Enrage does not trigger. Oh. Yeah. And all the children went to school. It took me about three weeks to figure out. Like, I was like, this is awesome. This works. And then I saw Prevent, and I was like, oh, shh. Darn. Is it, I would I would say this is a greasy uh, green card in my books because uh, it really goes into most green decks unless you're like a Spellslinger deck. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. I did look at a lot of magic cards before I decided to choose to wear glasses. And to me, I, I always thought the shell and the tusks was the face. Oh, yeah. But in reality, it's got that like little ox person underneath it, um, which again is nice to see when you can actually, you know, see the artwork of the cards <laughs> which has been a which has been a real treat as of late all right well i think that's going to wrap up the yeast package and now we're going to head over to the spice uh lowry were uh as brian mcknight would say back to one Ooh. uh why don't you tell us your one spice Ooh. card uh i only get one now brian mcknight one you're like a dream come true <laughs> oh Jesus, i just want to be yeah wow, come on what it's the 90s cut. Was that 90s? Um, uh, I think so. I I'm going to go with a practical card that's very much needed and already said and apparently hated, even though it's probably my favorite equipment. Shadow Spear? Now... Now get that bleeper ready, Squee! The f*** you! <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a fantastic card, and... It's one colorless to come out, two to equip, plus one, plus one, gives trample, gives lifelink. And here's the big part, is you can pay one to take away, is it hexproof and indestructible? No. Yep. Yeah. Oh, is that what happens to you guys a lot? Oh, no. <laughs> wow, so, really? So wait, hold on. You're saying that there's an equipment that is a one drop <laughs> that equips for two and then also has a relevant ability that doesn't matter if it's equipped? No. Yeah. But I'm surprised. Good. I'm surprised you can even hold on to this line of thinking with how 
greasy this car is <laughs> this is like a whopper on top of a big mac on top of a crutch wrap supreme no 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 big tuck i got it it's the glazed donut kfc yes, chicken sandwich yes, yep done. yes done i wish i had that in my lifetime that's <laughs> so well, then, you have, then you have gout more than one toe so it's it's really really important to be able to negate shalai effects or asceticism sure or, um because if you can't fight their creatures if you can't target them your deck is done <laughs> you know you're not cantripping yeah, you're not able right. to do anything against them and and that's why there's desolate lighthouse and arcane lighthouse in this deck as well in the land base you just have to be able to get through hexproof shroud indestructible um or else you get really hung up in this deck. So it's a practical spice card. Um, and also just gaining that life off of a 12-12 a attacking and fighting. And uh, you guys are still mad. I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm no. sorry. So I'm here's, sorry. No, here's the thing. Here's the reason I'm mad. Uh, this is an $8 card. And we, you've just heard, obviously, uh, imaginary audience. Because um, really, it's just Chuck the Slice and Onko AJ listening to this. Um, oh, and sorry, sorry, Squeamy Gee, because he's editing it. Yep. Uh, $8 for this. And I think we can all agree this probably goes in every deck more than Soul Ring goes in every deck. I don't know why you wouldn't put it in there. But... Uh, I'm sorry. We agree that Soul Ring doesn't go in every green deck. This would go in every green deck. I just win. Sort of, I guess. Win? win? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I win. I win. Uh, but here's the thing. The Great Hinge, which only goes in green decks, is $28. How is Shadow Spear four times less than Great Hinge, but just as impactful? And people are morons, and I hate yeah. everything about this card, yeah. so I refuse to, so I do, refuse do to talk anymore Do you want Shadow Spear it. to be a $30 card? Is that what you're asking for? Uh, I, I would I prefer know. Great Hinge to be a $10 card. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, but no, I, I, I love the card. I mean, honestly, I do think it goes in every single EDH deck because the worst case scenario is that you play it for one and then you use it to prevent other people from doing board wipe shenanigans. Oh, I'm going to heroic intervention to save my stuff. Mm, no, you're not. That's going to resolve. And then I'm going to go ahead and get rid of your indestructible. Um, you just wasted a great spell. Uh, plus, everyone has a commander and 99% of the commanders are creatures. What's the worst thing? Oh, I'll, I have nothing to do. I guess I'll pay two and just get my commander plus one plus one trample and lifelink. Get something out of it. I mean, how many people run lightning greaves or swiftfoot boots in a deck with their commander that they do nothing with combat damage? Right. I mean, me and Tuck have talked about this many times in Bruise and Bills where I'm starting to cut those cards from decks to where it's just like, I don't really care if my commander has hexproof. I would rather my commander have trample, lifelink, plus one, <laughs> and a pay one, yeah. and my opponents get screwed. So... It's just a two. Yeah, I hate it. Damn you, wizards. I hate it. That's, all, that's all I gotta say. All right. Uh, so mine is a fight artifact creature that it's an interesting card, and it honestly it doesn't go in a lot of decks, but I do run it in some some decks that I have because I I do really like the flip effect because sometimes you just have dead turns in Commander, which feel bad, but at least this gives you something to do with it. So, we're talking about Golden Guardian. Four colorless artifact creature Golem. It's a 4-4 and it has Defender. 
You can pay two at instant speed, um, and it fights another target creature you control. When Golden Guardian dies this turn, return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. And then it turns into the Gold Forge Garrison. It's a land, uh, and it states tap, add two mana of any one color to your mana pool. So it's, you know, nice because you would think, oh, it's a colorless card. It's probably going to give me colorless yeah. mana. Nope, you do get your colors. Uh, and then you can pay four and tap, make a 4-4 four, four colorless golem artifact creature token. And the other great thing about it is that Nyeth specifically states whenever one or more creatures you control fight, that's it. It doesn't have to be fight a creature you don't control or anything like that. So you do get to draw a card off of paying the two. Mm -hmm. You do now get a great land that taps for two mana or just pumps out four fours if you had nothing else to do. This is um, also, hopefully, the the work it goes with uh, Brash Taunter or Stuffy mm -hmm. Doll. And so they're both indestructible. You're dealing four damage to the face of somebody, and then you're also able to just draw a ton of cards. Oh, okay. Um, because every two, you get to fight, deal damage to somebody, draw a card. Or right. if you have Vigor in play, you can just make them huge. Um, yeah. And then there's also, you know, a couple other cards. Uh, you know, again, you throw um, Shadow Spear on here, gaining a bunch of life. <laughs> Not to hey, you hey, put some, you put I, hammer I've had to sit on here some... and listen about Alter the Brood for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Larry, have you ever thought about Alter the Brood for this? Might be decent. Uh, Might be decent. <laughs> nope. Uh, oh, so, um, yeah, the card has some flexibility to it. it. the The thing that I found is it is a little expensive. Yeah. sure so i can see but that it's also like we've talked to, to, to mr combo's point we've like we've talked a lot about artifact and enchantment removal at such a premium this is just gonna sit there no one's gonna do anything right it deters yeah. it deters beast tokens attacking you it deters elf tokens attacking you and that sort of thing and then if you do do the hammer nazan or the um dark seal plate you can get the value out of that so Again, I think it's kind of it's a little bit of a slimy card, and this that and most decks would be a little sweaty, and this one it's more sl slimy because there's not always a good target, um, especially because it's a creature you control. So, well, Tuck, what is your? I'm so card? glad you asked, Mister Combo. You specifically because it's Stuffy Doll, which somehow <laughs> is over five dollars. Uh, five colorless for an artifact creature construct for a zero one. As there is a battlefield, choose a player. Uh, Suffy Doll is indestructible. When Suffy Doll is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to the chosen player. Tap, it deals one damage to itself. Like we've talked about, there's not a lot of, we don't need to go into depth about this because we've talked about, and I quote, the Suffy Doll effect, I would wager for no fewer than six minutes on this episode. Uh, <laughs> I mostly put it on here first because I thought Mr. Kama was going to talk about it, and then hopefully triggering his PTSD from <laughs> seeing this in our local playgroup over and over and over again. Well, I'm sorry. When someone makes multiple copies of Stuffy Doll and then they target me with them, what am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do? That was a triggered ability that just engaged. Well done. Yeah, big trigger. Well done. So yeah, obviously fighting against Stuffy Doll is great. Um, it's a good blocker. A lot of things to say about it. Is it worth $5? I would say decidedly not. Um, but that's just me. So what do I know? 
Considering you can get Brash Taunter for, you can buy five Brash Taunters for the cost of a right, stuffy doll. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the spice package. Now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, there's going to be Lowry's, Big Tucks and I's, cuts and adds to the deck. They're going to be under five, under 50, and a no budget recommendation. We just can't talk about mana only lands, which, as you guys know, the rapper Tyga is already present. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start this off. I'm actually going to cut Backdraft Hellkite. So this is three colorless red, red creature dragon. It's a rare, it's a four, four, um, and it has flying. And whenever it attacks each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard, gain flashback until end of turn. The flashback cost is equal to its mana cost. So I, I understand that a lot of your fight mechanics can be instant sorceries. You have 19 total in the deck. So yeah, you do maybe get access to 19 or 18% of your library if they were all in there. Most times I'm going to venture that there's like three to four options. And yes, those three to four could be just the bangers that are just phenomenal. Um, I just personally think it's a little too fringe for the deck, especially like you even made the comment, you initially try to go heavy on the incident sorceries and started kind of parsing back a little bit yeah. on those because they just became cantrips. So I'm going to add, because I'm going to increase your CMC, like I said, because I'm a madman. We're going to increase it by two. Vicious Shadows. Oh, six colorless red enchantment. It's a rare coming in at about a little under four dollars. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, you may have Vicious Shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Thrashes of the ancient past still linger in spirit and shadows, desperate to sink their claws into our souls. <laughs> Rockamar. So I look at this as two different ways. Yes, there's like an infinite kill combo, I think in other colors that you can do with this. Uh, Big Tuck's boy Jimmy Wong did that on a game night, <gasps> like episode three or two. Um, but the way I look at it for this deck is two things. Yes, seven mana is a lot, but. You're paying two more than the backdraft Hellkite, and you're going to be fighting because that's what your deck wants to do. Now, each time those creatures go to graveyard, you're now dinging people on top of any other effects you may have. And the great thing is it is target player. So you know what? The blue player with no creatures has like 15 or 50, 15 cards in hand. Let's go 15. <laughs> that's a pretty normal number. I was about to say 59, but that doesn't make sense. But unless you're four is too long. Yeah, Sorry. I know. Uh, but Sweet McGee, you're playing your Silencia Reese deck. You have like three cards in hand, which mm -hmm. is fine. But mm -hmm. you have 10 tokens that I can now target. So let me go ahead and target Squee. I'm going to start removing all your stuff. I'm going to start drawing some cards myself. But oh, by the way, 15 card player, take 15, take 15, mm -hmm. take 15, you're dead. Let's move on to the next player. So I think it's good player removal. I think it gives you modality on the table to be able to deal with those super high life gain players that maybe don't have a lot of creatures. Um, I, I think it could do a lot of things. I do like Vicious Shadows as a card. And I and I do agree that the CMC seems it is high. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely consider it though, because it's it's kind of a way that I wanted to be going anyway with like the stuffy doll, <laughs> brash taunter, like that extra like burn reach. Right, right, right. Um, mm -hmm. And so I do, I do, I like that idea. 
Ooh, he does. He does. All right. Boss, he likes it. He likes it. <laughs> they like me. They really uh, like all right, me. big tuck. Uh, what, what are you going to cut and what are you going to add? So I'm going to cut Frontier Siege. Um, like I talked about earlier, you're playing green. You're not playing any. You're not. You're playing two flyers. One of which just got recommended to get cut. Uh, I, I think I think we can do better. Um, I kind of get it. The, the The argument though is like the problem I see is like unless you have Omnath, you won't be able to use the two green in your mana pool because when you go to combat, it evaporates. So in reality. You, it doesn't help your commander's ability at all, and I'm surprised you didn't have this one here. This is an all. This was a tiny leader's all star, and I lost to this a million times. Uh, I want to talk about your old pal Predator Ooze. So again, keeping your keeping your consistent with triple green as a creature ooze. It's a it's a one one indestructible for like forty nine cents. Um, whenever it attacks, put a one one counter on it, and then whenever a creature dealt damage by Predator Ooze this turn dies, put another one one counter on it. Right, so forcing people to attack it. So you swing in, it becomes a two two. You trigger the ability off your commander, it becomes a four two indestructible that has to be blocked. You're guaranteed to get another kill off it. it even gets bigger goes from there right so it's kind of like a one-man army in this deck um it, it plays a lot with like the fight mechanics that we're talking about just seems like a ton of value and someone's really gonna have to go their way to try to kill this thing too i like that one too because like because it states damage not combat damage right right and mm-hmm. so the fight yeah the fight yeah. works with it great there too um, whenever creatures dealt damage by it it dies get a one yeah. counter on it so even even if you block like attacked with it and it didn't have to be blocked but it was that's a two two and that creature didn't die I could fight with a bigger creature to kill the other one another counter would go on it roundabout way but I'm just it's a little it's a little it's a little slimy get it because it's the news um, <laughs> I also thought what's it I was shocked to not see that you didn't have. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I don't know if these are the cards you're thinking about. I'm shocked you don't have Forbidden Ancient and Torn Mauler in the deck. Why is that? Uh, just because of... Just because of how many cards people play, especially Forbidden Ancient, just because you can move all the counters at your upkeep to one of your bigger fight creatures. Or to your Brash Taunter or your Stuffy Doll. Because um, I'm, I'm just looking at this guy with his plus one, plus one counters. It'd be like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Like, play him. Yeah, maybe he gets like three plus one, plus one counters, one rotation. But hey, Forbidden Ancient, I'm going to move seven of them over to you. Yeah. Now he's like a 10. I like the idea um, of Ancient, too. I don't know about the Mauler, yeah. though. The one, the I'm, I'm just I'm yeah, a whore yeah, for Mauler. The, the other, the other card I'm that I could, the, the other card I was gonna put in here that I was shocked you didn't have was Acidic Slime to just start sniping people with Death Touch and it has the ETB effect. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> cool. Well, Predators is definitely a card I've never heard of, um, and I'm glad you brought it to the table. All Star. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Uh, you've easily said it a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lowry, what are you going to cut? And what are you going to add? Considering you've already spent the last week and a half cutting cards <laughs> and adding. I will something. always do uh, cuts cards. Um, so I am going to cut out muscle, even though oh. I really like it. I'm just picking like the highest fight card that I have, even though this is a card sure. that also goes like that infinite with alpha Altasar. Like, because oh. you can give it indestructible off the fight, and it just happens. I'm also cutting um, this one. I'm gonna. It's just. It's just a little expensive. Um, it's probably not gonna get cut anyway. I was just picking a something like similar effects. 
Um, and I want to add in Faux Razor Regent. Um, this is a five colorless, two green flyer. When oh, Faux yes, Razor Regent really enters the battlefield, you may have it fight target creature you don't. Uh, whenever a creature you control fights, put two plus one plus one counters on it at the beginning of the next end step. So you're paying seven. It's coming into play, fighting, drawing you a card, and then at end of turn turns into a six seven flyer, and then just makes your other creatures uh, bigger after the fighting kind of happens at the end of turn. So I think it just kind of plays a little bit into <clears throat> more consistency with like the vigor effect and another flyer uh, just being able to get overhead so i i think it could be something that i want to play with i think it's great i'm on board <laughs> uh i i like it too because it also like i kind of talked about that whole etb maybe sub sub theme yeah i mean you got another etb fight guy along with your colga so i mean if you get enough of these things and conjurer's closet becomes an actual viable card to where now you're getting additional additional value off these uh fight guys Panamonica. it also so sounds a, like the, the best uh razor you get in one of those racer of the month clubs you get the phone razor region <laughs> That was a dad joke. Yeah, was a little, I, that was a little, I, I do what I can. A sweaty squee, but it's also no, midnight, so like I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're on to the under 50, and I am going to cut Oak Hame Adversary. There we are. So. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Uh, this is three colorless green creature elf warrior. It's from that trash set throne of Eldraine. Even though this one is kind of trashy a little bit, uh, that's okay. Uh, it's a two, three and this spell costs two less to cast. If your opponent controls a green permanent, it has death touch and whatever. Okay. adversary deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. I, I don't think I need to go into a lot of detail on this. It's basically two mana death touch. And it either fights and kills something and it probably dies or you swing in and hope you can like force someone with Nyeth, I guess, to block it. I don't know. It's just a little fringe for me. That's it's all. It's a little sweaty. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of moving pieces. I don't, I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to increase your CMC from three to eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was surprised you didn't have i'm surprised you didn't have this card already in the deck it could be just maybe you don't have a copy i think poly oh my god are you kidding me real <laughs> did, we just, did we just do that you guys are Man. fully synced 63 episodes that's what it took <laughs> we, we, we are now brainiac we're gonna we have to go one. ahead and just like make it it's it's what mr big tuck like y'all yeah, are the same i don't know what's going it's on it's like here. when wait you, what's the dragon ball z thing where they go like kahi shiva and then turn into something else <laughs> All right, well, Big Tuck, why don't you read what Polyraptor is? Sure, six colorless, two green for a creature dinosaur. It's a mythic at $7 because <laughs> it's infinite combo on a stick. Um, it's a 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> An innumerable <laughs> pack is concealed in a single reflection, similar to how Stormtroopers walk, or Tusken Raiders walk in a single file. Uh, it has enraged. Whenever Polyraptor is dealt damage, create a token that's a copy of Polyraptor. This is your also, I figured out it's it's Mr. Big Combo. That's, that's got to be the <laughs> Mr. Big Combo. Um, so this is just a your commander on a stick, and you can do his ability every turn and never lose anything. 
And also, it can go infinite like a gazillion different ways, which I'm sure Mr. Combo is happy to tell you about. Uh, actually, I don't because uh, our, our boy Lowry does not have any of those ways sure. in the deck. Applause. So, Applause. Uh, you know, you, usually the way, guys, you go infinite with Polyraptors is that there's a creature card that says whenever a dinosaur, I think, enters the battlefield under your control, you deal one damage to all your creatures, and so then it just goes infinite from there. You just have to figure out a way to give that creature indestructible. Right. Um, Lowry, you don't have that, but I do think it's good value to always have a 5-5. Five five. And then, sure, if you get two five fives, that's extra value. But I kind of look at this as you're paying eight mana to forever in the game have a five five that will then make more copies of itself. Yeah, and I did consider that. And I there was almost a originally like a there's Ripjaw Raptor, right? Uh, yeah. and then there's the the land one as well. Mm-hmm. So they were there, and then I was like. They're kind of messing with Vigor because they don't trigger the Enrage. Um, sure. And then I also have like Obscuring Haze in here that prevents the damage. And I was like, ah, um, I probably I like the Enrage one, but I, I felt like I just needed to cut the fat in the deck a little bit. Sure. Yeah. sure. And like you guys were saying at the beginning, like surprise that it's not over four CMC average. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think if you're doing that, you're you're just not going to do a ton. Um, and that's, I think this was kind of, it was considered and then just going like, man, I got a fat stack of like seven plus converted mana cost in this deck. I'm like, okay, I just need to trim it down big time. And so I just kind of stuck with the cards that I have because they were more focused on the fight. Um, and so Polyraptor is not a bad card by any means. Um, and so... I do, th- I do think it's decidingly better than Okame Adversary. Yeah. Because you could almost say they're both a little fringe. Yes. I, w- I was looking for, and, and I'll probably, and it, it, I'm agreeing with you with the Adversary because I th- I was looking for a little bit more draw, and I don't think mm. it's going to get me there. Um, yeah. And so probably the, the replacement there is what Tuck said earlier was like Acidic Slime. Sure. Because similar mm. idea, you got the ETB. I like, I'm starting to really like the idea of the Conjurer's Closet idea too. And so sure, it just yeah. kind of plays in with that a little bit more too. So, um, yeah, the, what was the Enraged Dragons or Dinosaur's name again? Polyraptor? Uh, Polyraptor. Polyraptor. Yeah. It's, it can be big. I can see people not wanting to attack me either off that. Right. Mm hmm. It does, it does everything cool. you're wrong. Well, clearly Big Tuck and I are just one. We are now part of the collective. <laughs> we have a lot of bodies. Lowry, what would you want to cut and add for under 50 bucks? So uh, this one's sad. Again, it depends on which way I want to go, but I'm going to cut Stuffy Doll. <gasps> Audible gasp. <laughs> because it doesn't fight. <laughs> it does do the reach, but... Sometimes I'm looking for a little bit more flexibility. Um, and so I was going to go with Vivian Reed, the planes. Sure, yeah. Oh, I should probably look that up. It's three colorless, two green, and it's plus one as you get to look at the top four cards and put a creature or a land into your hand. Uh, it is the second one's minus three, and then you can destroy an artifact, enchantment, or flyer. 
Um, and then the ultimate just wins me the game in here. Uh, by minus eight, yeah. you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, vigilance, trample, indestructible. Um, and so for me, I was just kind of going like mid game. What do I need? Right. And I've, I've really liked Fraley's, um, Land Wars Fury in here. So I'm like, this is almost like a second, more flexible, like a different version mm-hmm. of that in this deck. Um, again, might be too fat, but, um, I think having that flexibility to work against the artifacts or enchantments or even the flyers, because that could hurt me sure. now that you guys are you're yeah. cutting my backdraft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like it. I'm always a fan of planeswalkers because I look at them as a uh, modular cards for whatever your turn needs, but then also pseudo life gain because people got to hit it opposed to hitting you. Yeah. Um, and I do like that. And especially in this deck, you know, if you have your polyraptors of the world or you're different, whenever this takes damage, you do this, you're now getting extra triggers on not on your step versus, um, you know, hey, I'm going to do some attacks and hopefully some fighting. And then I'm probably passing and maybe holding up an instant speed pump spell for one thing. Uh, now, you know, I get a whole bunch of triggers. So I, I like it. I think it's a, a good fit. Yeah, agreed. Um, I like the fact that it kind of draws you a card. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. I there's not much to be said here. It is a little fatty, but again, you need something to do with that mana from that Frontier Siege that you're claiming you're not going to cut. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we're on the personal recommendations, and I am cutting Frontier yeah. Siege Ooh. for a better for a better version of Frontier Siege. Hmm? It's a CEDH card. Uh, it's coming in at about 13 to $16. Every single table has a blue player. I don't care if you say that it doesn't happen. They're always here, those SOBs. So Carpet of Flowers oh. seems like it'd probably be better for you than Frontier Siege. So Carpet of Flowers is a single green enchantment from uh, Urza Saga. Yep. Yep. All right. During your main phase, and now this could either be your first main or second main. You may add up to X mana of one color to your mana pool, where X is the number of islands target opponent controls. So, you know, the likelihood that someone isn't going to have two to four islands in an EDH game is very slim. And I think that's why, even though CEDH is more interactive and blue is very dominant in that format, I think that's why you still see this card in almost 15,000 decks on EDH rec. Mm -hmm. So... You're going to get your Frontier Siege value. We're cutting your flyers, so the other part (laughs) does not matter. But then your upside for this is humongous. And similar to what Big Tuck kind of talked about with your other Omnom, if you do it in your second main phase, you know, maybe you get, you know, you're not going to lose that green mana. You're going to get to keep it. Um, and if you needed the red mana because you have your lands kind of situated the way they are, now you have access to red mana. So I think it's going to be able to do more for you than the Frontier Siege would. But if you did kind of manipulate the deck to start doing more flyers, then I could see where Frontier Siege is a little bit better. I, yeah, I don't actually own a copy of Carpet of Flowers. Um, I might have to go and get that. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Was, it's a good card. I was, was going to say, I thought it was a piece of magic history on the reserve list, but it's actually only $13 right now, which is insane. So this is a time to add one if you can. Yay! He liked one of my ideas. <laughs> I, I like all of you guys' ideas. I was, so I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm, I'm how about, how about this one. Picking, I always change my decks, so it's... I know, I love that uh, meme that uh, I think AJ did of you, that big swole dude. Like, God, how'd you how'd you get in shape? Uh, and it's just like this faceless guy with like a six, eight pack and all the pecs and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I do a push-up every time I uh, change one of my EDH decks. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, that no, was funny. That was, uh, it's true. I should start doing one push-up every time I change a deck. I showed my wife and she was like, Oh, that's that is so true. I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. I get it. I need to get in shape. I get um, it, hon. Get it. <laughs> well, uh, Big Tuck, what's your no budget recommendation? So uh, I'm also cutting out muscle. Yeah, I think the artwork is incredible. It's some I would looks like some sort of thin person suplexing a bear. Can't can't love it. But I also noticed one thing that. This deck has it has like a fair amount of card draw, but it doesn't really have any tutors. And I think there's a handful of cards in here that would be really helpful to go get at some point in the game. Um, also, I'm trying to spend more money on other people's decks, so here you are. Uh, I'm thinking that Finale of Devastation could be a huge card in this deck. It's yeah, gonna yeah. be huge. Um, so Finale yeah, Devastation it's... is X green green. It's a sorcery. It's a mythic for twenty one dollars. Great. Um, search the library and or graveyard, because you might have fought them already. For a creature card with converted mana, cost X or less and put it on the battlefield. If you search the library this way, shuffle it. If X is 10 or more, creatures you control get plus X plus X and gain haste until end of turn. So I can kind of see that you might be able to get stuck into like a stalemate in this deck where you're kind of trying to fight, trying to block, just can't get the, just can't figure it out, right? Can't get, get the mental math going. Um, and this will get you a way to go get your, um, your Xenagos, your Gargos, these kind of high-end creatures that come out that are really going to make a change. Um, or if you have the big kind of wider board, this also gives you a way to quickly end the game more than an overwhelming stampede or something along those lines would as well. So that flexibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that card is crazy good, right? Right. It's So, I mean, it's on the... the I, in my mind, it's the great henge of yes yeah uh or the spark so it's just yeah it does like even even being able to pull from the library or the graveyard is, is good then, enough right jeez yeah i yeah, know it's, it's, it's a good card for sure it's horrendous um and i hate it so hopefully you can hate it for me and run it <laughs> how, many, how many cards can i fit in here that you hate like i shouldn't do that's, all of them, i think right? that's your next deck idea right just every card every card that big tuck hates it's like Rhystic oh. Study, Marisi, the whole nine yards. <laughs> Pretty much. Or, or anything, that's, anything that's an infinite yes, combo. Exactly. Or even close to an infinite yeah, combo. Infinite combo Jason, even like so. smelling at it. Uh, well, Lowry, bring us home, man. Uh, if you could break the budget, what would you cut and what would you add? So, and this is, this is a card that I've, all, you know, we've talked about it. Golden Guardian, I would cut. Ah. I've wanted to play with it forever and I'll probably just still keep it just because I want to play with it. Right. Um, but sure. like I was saying earlier, it does seem like it's pretty mana intensive for what I want to be doing it's with little, it. It's a little slimy. Um, it's a little slimy. Yeah. Cause, cause I don't want to necessarily flip it 
but flipping it's not awful i have plenty of cards that can sure. flip it for easy and draw a card but it's there just to be able to draw multiple cards and it's it's heavy on that so go the go the boring route and add in like sylvan library oh, just yuck. Like, oh, yeah sure. right like it's the boring route yeah. but it's it's something cheap simple like having that two slot is pretty important because like even though the cmc is pretty heavy at two those fight cards do nothing until later game so they just kind of sit in your hand until yeah. you can use yeah. them and so you're not actually doing you got to make sure that you're doing something early game sylvan library just kind of fills that hole and, it, and it's just something like if i feel like i'm not filling my hand enough and there isn't enough draw it's just something that slots in there because i'm lazy yeah so. <laughs> they all can't be so bangers. um it, it, it would be cool if this card could drop in price with a uh, spellbook green, but I don't think that's also happening. a question. Um, and while we're on this, has anyone figured out where you can pre-order the? It's you can't. You right? can't. It's. Yeah, I think it's like LGS. Every, so, well, so a bunch of them had them up, and then they all immediately sold out. And now the only ones that you can find are like the non-foil ones. I think you might be able to find some people selling them for like two to three hundred dollars. No the foil ones are foil ones are north of three or four hundred. Jesus, cool, good work. Good work. I, I guess good work. I guess wizards. I don't want that. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I don't want for the episode to end, but we need to go to bed. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Game Shop. We're going to be giving away both the Zendikar Rising Commander decks, plus a, a CMD Tower Playmat and Hunter Pack of Sleeves. To enter, it's extremely simple. Just help promote the content we produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media. And we will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News, November 3rd, um, and our different media accounts soon after. And yes, we will be doing these giveaways every month. Could be a sweet couple decks like this i guarantee it won't be a commander spellbook green it just depends on what our sponsor level one gaming can provide uh but you know we'd love a five-star review and any sweet sweet comments not too sweet just sweet sweet uh whether it's on youtube or your podcast platform um and if you'd like to find out ways that you could reach everyone on the cast and find out more ways to enter into the contest here's how you could do that you can reach me at mr combo number five on twitter i'll spell that except for the five big tuck if people want to find more cards that you hate and want to build a anti big right. tusk deck with Jimmy Wong, how would they get a hold of you? Um, you can't. Uh, also, first off, I'm coming for you, Jimmy. Also, a series of tubes, and I'm too tired to think of the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at Big Tuck Tweeting on the internet. Um, also, if you want to talk tiny leaders, I am your man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're like the old man that's like, if you want to talk about soda shops back in my day, you used to be able to get one for a nickel. <laughs> uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. We also have a website where we will have Lowry's deck list posted and links to their content at cmdtower.com. Basically, all you got to type in is Crag Crown Pathway Mindstone. Dockside Extortionist, oh, love that card, tower.com. Lowry, uh, shameless plug time. If people want to get a hold of you and Adam and all the content you guys put out, uh, how would they actually do that? Uh, you can reach out to just type in Commander Smiths into <laughs> Twitter or Gmail or is there anything else we do? YouTube, 
Um, we don't have video, but we'll promise. We will continue promising that we will get YouTube eventually. <laughs> um, like video on it. Uh, so just Commander Smiths. It's me and my cousin, uh, and we just you know talk magic and have some fun. Uh, a lot of uh, we're we're a bit more inappropriate than uh, you guys. We're a couple of dads that just uh, tell dirty dick jokes. Uh, and of course, we have to do their tagline. Don't worry, we're cousins. Just cousins. <laughs> so, Squeamy Gee, if you want to, people want to find out to get a hold of your Manalith commentary. Maybe contribute to the Deer Squee article series. How would they do that? Oh, you can find me at uh, Deer Squee at cmdtower.com. <laughs> that is email. It's easy. It's uh, concise. It has a timestamp. I know what you say. You can attach things to it. At, it, it's a it's a great method of communications. <laughs> Whoever came up with that long ago, they nailed it. Uh, you can also get me at uh, Deer Squee on Twitter. The hellhole that is. Um, I am around there. <laughs> can't, can't confirm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you can if you can catch me between the what like you put up a post and if I don't see it within about three and a half seconds, it's gone. So I just have to stare at it all day. That That's kind of a bummer. So uh, I'll check that email uh, or you could uh, come to Kansas and find me roaming around. But uh, please stay away about six feet with a mask. <laughs> yep. He can handle all your audio needs. Uh, he does have that full studio. Just remember masks required. Plucking your nose hairs Ooh. are optional. No, that's required. I'm sorry. I got That's where I draw the line. That's going to be covered. You're fine. Uh, if you would like to support the show as well as hit up our sponsor with the orders you're already placing, just head over to level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower. So do that you came from the collective. Um, they do have all the board gaming stuff you need. They have singles. They have uh, sealed product. And I will tell you, I was talking with the shop last week. They are hurting for singles uh, just because obviously everyone is distance and there's not really in-store events. So if you have stuff to trade in, reach out. They will definitely hook you guys up. Just let them know you're from the collective because uh, they definitely need that inventory because they basically told me they get a single, put it on TCG player. It's gone the very next day. So they are running dry. If you would actually like to put some dollars in our pockets, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. Uh, we have many different pledge levels, and you guys can get a myriad of different things. But just for a buck, you can get access to the Discord to even, you know, potentially uh, doing the squeeze choir or above from the month of October, at least through the end of the year, you'll be eligible to get one of the holiday sweaters CMD Tower is putting out for just 15 bucks. It's going to be made of like this alpaca wool. It's going to be incredibly soft. Uh, Mr. Magoo did the design. It's Jund, so it's very Christmas <laughs> themed because when I think Christmas, I think yeah. Jund. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. If you guys can't help from a monthly contribution standpoint, but you would still like to get the holiday sweater or any of these other things, head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We have all of our merchandise on there. Uh, please, I, I think I donated a bunch of sleeves to Ultra Budget Brews because he is a teacher. Uh, I think I still have over 400 sleeves. I was going to say, I, was gonna say I, I think it was like barely dropping the bucket. That was there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it was funny, and I'm glad to help out the kids. But you guys should help me out by buying these effing sleeves. Please, they're great. Just do it. It's a Nike commercial. <laughs> and of course, thank you again to Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So Lowry, Big Tuck, Nyeth the Bully, 
Uh, Larry, how'd you feel like we did? You know, you said you were about to dismantle it, and then I hit you up on this. You decided to keep it. You tweaked it a little bit. How do you feel about the conversation? Do you think we found some cards that you want to add to the deck that maybe can make it just run a little bit smoother? Where are we at? Um, uh, Yeah, I definitely will consider some of the cards that you guys mentioned, and going to have to pick up that carpet of flowers. I think that's yeah probably works on a ton of decks, right? A ton of green decks. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like... I like that you guys put some pressure on me um, because there are times where I'm just like, I don't need to fix this deck. I can just, you know, I'm pretty easy to go through um, because I I make plenty of decks. And so I think I, I like the ooze idea. I like the shadows idea. Um, I like trying ideas. So I, uh, I'll have fun with it. Yes. Thank you so much. And if people can just get me a list of cards that big tuck hates, um, maybe next year, (laughs) maybe next year. (laughs) Well, big tuck, how do you feel? Like I said, I think the sex awesome. I think it's a great mechanic. Um, I came in loose. I'm leaving. This is going to be the, this is going to be the second deck oh, you're going to steal the idea from. Um, I'm really, the, the only problem is I already own the commander, so it's for, I'm trying to build a budget version of this, and the fact that the commander itself is currently, what, a quarter or like a sixth of the to- of the budget we're looking for for our budget decks, it's going to be a little tricky. But uh, if anyone can do yeah. it, I can. So, no, I, I think it's cool. I think there's some really interesting stuff in here. It's fun to see cards, like I talked about, like Kolga and these other things that, that really, like, have a home in this deck. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, you know, when I reached out to Lowry, I mean, we're, 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 we're good friends, you know, and I was like, you know what, I think I think you'd probably have something that maybe would fit this because I was just really struggle-busting on this weird mechanic yeah. thing. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, anything that I have that could even in remotely consider a weird mechanic, Mechanic we've done in our first season when we were doing our path to 32. Um, and I was like, you know what? I feel like you guys would probably have something. And when you said Nayeth fight, I was like, yes, <laughs> this is epic. It's perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. Just like when we had Ultra Budget Brews on a couple weeks ago, um, he did his Kirkesh charge counters. Yeah, that, that was, like absolutely that fit it. it and, and I'll tell you, when me and Tuck kind of came out with our schedule for season two of Bruise and Builds, and we're kind of doing these themes each month, the weird mechanic one was the one where I was like, this and I think Voltron were the two where I was like, I don't know if we're going to have enough to talk about. Like, are we going to have to just, like, make shit just to talk about it? So it's awesome that we have different content creators out there in the community that are also brewing up this weird jank. And that is not just pieces of crap either. The stuff actually works. So uh, I tip my hat to you, sir. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to have you back on again. 